0: you can understand reality as having seven dimensions, naturally. So, the first three are the three dimensions of space, right? No need to elaborate on, on, uh, on those dimensions, which create volume, right? And the fourth dimension, time. We all know that, Einstein has, given that uh, pretty clear uh, proof. But what Einstein left out were the higher dimensions. The next dimension that is, has direct effectiveness uh, and uh, uh, phenomenal impact is the dimension of ego-mind. It is a dimension. The ego-mind is not actually in space or in time, it's in a dimension of its own, but a dimension that corresponds to the first four in the same way that a soundtrack uh, corresponds to a movie. All right? If the soundtrack is not working, the, you will see the character still lip-syncing, but no sound is made, right? Uh, The movie doesn't change at all. Everything happens exactly the same, even if there's no soundtrack, all right? The same is true if your ego mind stops functioning and there's no more mental chatter, life will go on just the same, except you won't have a sense that you are there as the individual who's in the movie any longer because the soundtrack of the ego mind creates the sense of me and mine, right? It, it adds that to the show, it superimposes it on it, but it's not part of it, okay? Then you have the fifth dimension, which is the dimension of divine light. This whole reality is a light show, it's a holographic movie. And so, what happens here is, uh, is based on that fundamental substance of divine light. And that light is what congeals into energy and matter, but those are just frozen uh, divine light forms. And we are made of light. And, and part of the need of our nutrition is photons, bio-photons from the sun, which is why it's healthy to go out in the sun uh, and uh, and get uh, some of that. And it helps produce all kinds of, of hormones and other important chemicals in the body, melatonin and vitamins uh, and, and uh, all kinds of uh, uh, pranic forces that... Are, uh, uh, that require uh, literally the photons to uh, have landed in the cells of the body. But our minds require divine light. They are nourished by shakti. So the bio photons will produce prana, but not shakti. They're two different levels of energy. And it's only when we are absorbing divine light that our minds, our capacity, uh, our souls even, in fact, are are nourished and are able to function at full capacity. Most souls are starving. Uh, Most souls are anorexic these days. They get no divine nourishment. They, They don't open to the light and so they're they're in a very exhausted state where where people cannot even think coherently any longer or have a, a powerful will or any of the other aspects of consciousness that actually come from the divine source so the light is what are we on the sixth right the sixth dimension now right mm-hmm. what is the seventh it is the chit the chetanya the Buma. These are all different names for the mind of God, that ultimate supreme intelligence that contains and pervades all the other dimensions, but is responsible specifically for the carrier waves of information that configure the field of light by. Collapsing and decollapsing the quantum and qualium wave functions that the light and its uh, reciprocal awareness are carrying. Light and awareness are, are uh, like a double helix, the equivalent of our DNA, but it's our spiritual DNA. And the relationship between the awareness and the light. Uh, will create different patterns of qualium wave function, and they can be collapsed or decollapsed, which will change uh, your mental, psychological, and affective relationship to reality and, and your capacity for perceiving uh, qualities and uh, subtleties of uh, that reality that is the holographic field and the field that contains the holographic field, which is the divine field. So those are the seven. But the divine field itself needs to be understood that it has, it has three primary dimensions. And that's why, I, I, I don't know if all of you know, why do I do these invocations of Shiva, as Parameshvara, and then Parashakti, and Parabrahman, and Allah, and Buddha, right, and Tao. Why? Well, they are all aspects of that divine function at the seventh dimension. And so you are attuning to them through that invocation. The the absolute uh, intelligence is Parameshvara, or Shiva. Parashakti, is the pulse of spanda, the divine energy that becomes those waves that produce the design of the world and the functioning of the ecosystems of, of reality. And then you have uh, uh, Allah, oh yeah, you have Brahman. Brahman is the field that, that the, the, those uh, waves, uh, those pulses of spanda, uh, then are filled with like the waves of an ocean. But Brahma, Brahman is the ocean in which then the quantum field of the universe, as it is understood by physics, arises as an appearance within the field of Brahman. So those three are aspects of the, the divine nature are important to understand in terms of their function and how you relate to all three of them in specific ways. And then Allah represents the will, the the ordainer, that power that will determine the karmic unfoldment of every individual existence and of the play, the theodrama itself. So that's that aspect of the moving finger, that moving a uh, pen that writes you, your your destiny, and having writ, moves on. Right, the famous uh, Islamic uh, aphorism. So, uh, uh, and then we have the Buddha mind, which is the uh, the treasure house of archetypal wisdom. And virtue, and all of the aspects of our divine nature that can be translated into human divinity, nobility, royalty, and uh, uh, w- wisdom of a sage and of a siddha, etc. Right. So, all of, of that uh, is uh, is to be activated to the maximum if you are uh, seeking liberation. And then of course the Tao is the way that that energy is directly transmitted to you and enables you to read reality. If you can read the Tao as it comes, if you can decipher the information that you're being given through the current of Shakti that is always Uh, uh, being transmitted to you from the source. That's all the brain is, is a transceiver of that information of the divine mind. And the soul uses that to translate it into the activity of the organism. So uh, uh, all of these aspects of the divine nature go into then uh, what becomes the content of the phenomenal world that the ego perceives as a result of its mental chatter that obscures all of this and replaces it with a very petty melodrama, uh, basically filled with suffering, right? And, uh, and all of the, that blissful information and power is lost because it's filtered out and censored out uh, so that the soundtrack has uh, a coherence at a superficial level, but not at a depth dimension, right? Make sense? Is that, that clear? Okay, so why is that important? Well, uh, of course, if you can tune into that, uh, you will, uh, to the highest dimension, you will be able to directly uh, access that as the operating system of the body. And uh, through recognizing that the only thing you need to do to access that is to eliminate the soundtrack, because that is what creates the interference patterns, right? The soundtrack of the ego mind. When that is silenced, then the information comes through very clearly with the capacity to translate it. You know, someone asked me about consciousness. Was it Jake the other day, night, I think? Uh, I, I, I can go further with the definition of it, which I think in this context is important. It's made of two uh, elements, con, which is with, right, con in Spanish, right? Same word. Shustness. Now what is shustness? Well, the S-C-I of shastness is the same root of the words like scissors and rescission and, and other words that, that use that. Science, right? Science, it's the same S-C-I. So, uh, your consciousness comes with the capacity to cut like a scissors, to take things apart, to analyze, to differentiate, to recognize differences and how they relate, and with the ability to put it all back together again, because that's part of the con. You have the ability to take it apart, but because your real nature is unity, you have the ability to put it back together in a higher, more coherent order, if you are connected to the Buddha mind and to the uh, divine uh, intelligence. So, uh, what you want to do is have consciousness in its pure form of all of its capacities, but without a narrative, so that everything can be accurately understood and translated, but without the interference of the prejudices and projections of an ego that throw in a lot of uh, excess uh, premises and and axioms that are never proven but pre-believed, including paranoid tendencies and uh, negativism and and various uh, orientations and attitudes to reality that don't allow you to fully grok what's being uh, uh, given to you as messages, all right? So, the more that you, are, uh, you recognize the value of shutting off the soundtrack, then the, uh, the more easy it will be to do it. Because there has to be a will to do it and you have to recognize there's a benefit and make uh, use your consciousness, that ability to differentiate and discern, to uh, recognize it's a cost-benefit analysis. There's a cost in uh, keeping the soundtrack going. What's the cost? Well, it brings all the baggage of suffering with it. All the karma is contained in that soundtrack. And all the limitations on your intelligence and all the drives that they were were embedded and installed in the program of getting angry at different things and, and having other affects that are not under your control. So the, even just on the basis of wanting power to keep your mind from creating a lot of anguish, you want to be able to have uh, gone beyond the... Uh, Uh, the automatic nature of the playing of the soundtrack. And then you can change it if you wish, uh, but you also realize you don't need it because there's a higher intelligence that doesn't require that mediation. Let's do an experiment. Uh, Close your eyes, let's do a visualization. And, uh, and use your imagination. Imagine that you have been raised in an experimental situation, kind of a Truman so- Show kind of situation. You have been raised specifically in a way that enabled you to grow up into adulthood without ever acquiring language. You were never taught a language, and you have no words installed in your mind, no signifiers, no, th- no thoughts uh, that have any linguistic base has ever entered your mind or could, okay? But you have developed a telepathic capacity to directly understand and, and orient yourself to reality, but without having to formulate any mental thoughts. Feel what that's like. You literally cannot use language, you don't have it. Now, when you're in that state and you feel that you can sustain that sense of not having language, and even take it one step further, that you don't even understand language. So, I'm not going to say anymore, but. I want you to open your eyes when you have that state and realize it makes no difference whether the eyes are open or closed and you see the world without language, without thought intervening between your mind and your sensations. Okay. How many people felt an impact from that experiment? Yeah? Okay. Could you feel more uh, aligned with having the mind in silence and perceiving directly? Yeah? Okay. Good. Because it's a very simple way to... Realize that you are already in a state of liberation. Let's do one more experiment. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Srinya Murti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Satyoga Institute. Namaste.